you are listening to Hyperfixation Nation, the podcast, with your host, Blake. In this episode of Hyperfixation Nation, the podcast, I will be talking about the musical Hamilton and how it broke all Broadway standards. I will cover how it's different from every other Broadway musical, where it was historically accurate versus when artistic license was taken, and my opinion on some of the characters' decisions. So first, we have a quick introduction to the topic... So we've got music, the actors, and the politics of the show that are different from most Broadway musicals previously. We've got the creative license that Lin-Manuel Miranda took because it made either the story more interesting, it rhymed better, or it was just easier to put in the show. And then we've got the slightly controversial decisions of some of the characters, like Burr shooting Hamilton and Washington serving the amount of time he did, like, as president. And then there's the drama of, like, Alexander Hamilton cheating on Eliza. So first, how is Hamilton different from previous Broadway musicals? So its music is so cool. It has rap, hip-hop, R&B, soul, and traditional show tunes, which is something most musicals do not have like so i saw it on tour in buffalo new york when i was visiting family and it was so good so like i i've seen a couple other ones like i've seen wicked and i've seen the lion king on broadway and it was so different like the whole style of it i actually enjoyed it more because there was more music less talking but that's just because i really enjoy music but it was really cool how they could tell the story with the rap and the hip-hop more than just talking because they could talk so fast and get so much information in while making it sound cool and it not being too fast for like your brain to understand which was something that was really cool so when i went to see it with my family i was actually looking a lot at the conductor at the time in the musical and the how it works behind it because I had seen it a couple times and yes, I was paying attention to the story and watching the actors and that was really interesting, but I loved how the communication works between the conductor and the instrument players and the actors and how it all became like something so brought together and I just thought that was really cool. The music was so different and the instruments they had were really cool because they need different instruments than traditional show tunes do for some rap, hip hop, R&B, like all that stuff. And I thought it was it was just so good. I really enjoyed it. I really did. You de- if you haven't seen it, you definitely should, at least on Disney+. And you lose out on some of the choreography, but you get close-ups. So that's okay. <laughs> Another thing that was really cool is that they had people of color, like the actors that were people of color, on stage. But the story doesn't depict any slaves. Which is something that is actually fairly uncommon. Because traditionally, Broadway shows have been like, yeah... If the character's white, then we have a white actor. And that didn't happen with this, and I thought that was so cool. And Lin-Manuel Miranda actually did this on purpose. So for those who don't know who Lin-Manuel Miranda is, because he will come up a lot, he's the person who wrote the music of the show. And he is Puerto Rican and wanted to incorporate the feeling of being sidelined in life, like into the story, into the music and Alexander Hamilton's character, but also wanted to go against the whitewashing of history because so much of it is changed from reality based on how the Europeans viewed it, which is a whole nother thing, but it's it's crazy how much, like even the map isn't the same, like what the heck? Like the map makes it, makes the Europe seem so much bigger than it is and like Africa and 
Greenland, different sizes than they actually are, which is crazy. But <laughs> there's the there's a musical with an all-white cast that is a show about a similar time period. It's called 1776, I think. And it portrays a similar story in a much different way and could be called racist in some ways because it shows different aspects than Hamilton shows and is more on the traditional Broadway story. And so it it just, Hamilton and 1776 are similar stories, but told in completely different ways, which I think is really cool and how like someone can do that because they're all still about the same period of history, like the American Revolution and all of that. But it was, it, I just think it's cool, the differences. And then having people of color play historical figures that were white flips the tradition of white people pretending to be black people on stage, which that is really messed up. But there is some history of Broadway doing that. And by changing it, he, Lin-Manuel Miranda, is making a sort of a political stand, but it's like subtle. So it's it's subconscious, I guess, and it it makes it so you can enjoy the story, but you also see some of the politics coming into it and seeing how he's like including everyone who's marginalized. And I think that is so cool. Go him. He's a really cool dude. <laughs> and not only does he have a whole bunch of actors, but when telling the story, he doesn't just tell the good parts. Like he has the good and the bad things about what these founding fathers did. And sometimes the story is very one-sided on Broadway, which is something that's different for this. So like, it doesn't talk much about how the founding fathers all had like slaves and such, but it does mention Sally Hemings, which is one of the women that Thomas Jefferson had when he was in France. So he had a lot of relations with people he should not have. And Sally Hemings is part of that to show kind of a little bit of that side of the story, even because there's not very much of it. And then there's also the song Say No to This, which is, while it's a catchy song, it does show a really bad thing that Hamilton did. It shows like, um, it, it is about him cheating on Eliza and the way he tells it makes it not like, oh my God, really? Like it, it, it just doesn't do that. It's like, why Hamilton, why? But it doesn't make you feel super duper uncomfortable, which is something I really appreciate because some stories told on Broadway, they'll just give it to you straight up and that can make me feel a little weird or they completely avoid the topic. And then another thing that some stories don't tell or show like both written and on Broadway is the relationships between other characters besides the main love interest, which a lot of times this love is the conflict. But what I really liked is that the relationship between Angelica and Hamilton, because they both did have, in my opinion, feelings for each other, but they showcased this without it. It wasn't like the main conflict of the story. Like the main conflict was obviously the American Revolution and Alexander Hamilton's like fight for the government and stuff. But it shows the nuanced layers of life that sometimes stories do not get at because they have one conflict that is sometimes the love interest or something like that, which is different. And I really appreciate that. And then the politics or the political stand that this musical represents is 
a big step because sometimes Broadway musicals are just like, oh, it's entertaining, it's just this. It's not applied to real life. And so the way that Lin-Manuel Miranda applied history to nowadays problems is something that is really cool, in my opinion, and also very different. Like, for example, Lawrence, um, the character, John Lawrence, was very out, like, loudly. His character was very, like, yay, all-black military force. And that was a political stand. And then, as I said before, the black actors playing white founding fathers and all of the layers and aspects of the show that depict how society appropriates minority cultures, but it's still not the main part of the musical. There's just so many messages going in, but they don't, like, mix up with each other. They just... They just all sort of work together in harmony. Eh, pun intended. And I just think that's really cool. And then the song Wait For It is a song Aaron Burr sings when he is just like Hamilton's going and I have to wait my turn. And it depicts the pain of when minorities are told to wait their turn. And so if you actually look into it, you can see this. But then other on the surface level, like... It's just like, oh, he wants to wait here. He's tired of waiting or all of this. But when you actually look at it, it shows the much more nuanced and sort of like political stand that Hamilton takes. And I just, I really love that. I love how it's different and it's just so cool. And then <laughs> the the rhymes that Lin-Manuel Miranda does, like he rhymes crazy things. Like he rhymes panicky with anarchy because he uses a character with a French accent. So Lafayette gets panicky, goes like, panicky, panicky, anarchy, anarchy. And it's just, it's really cool because he can rhyme things like Socrates and mediocrities and manumission, abolition and ammunition all together and the rhyming and the fast rapping and it's just so different from most things but it's still catchy and all of that which is really cool and then he uses the music style to match the age of the character so like jazz sort of for jefferson because he's older and then more hip-hop for younger characters so he uses the style of the music not only the lyrics to help tell the story and using this change of song style to demonstrate like how their character development has changed like Burr starts off as sort of like a gospel type choir backed in the first act then has a song called the room where it happens that is upbeat more hip-hop inspiring loud in a political sense and the song shows that Burr has stopped waiting but also shows the political exclusion of some characters and the gaps in history so the main thing about all of this that makes it different from Broadway so from previous Broadway shows is all of the the nuance, the layers, the politics, the the music style, and the it's almost operatic, but it, the song style is not because it has like very little spoken dialogue, and it's just so different from some other things, and it's just really cool. Highly recommend it, and if you can't watch it, listen to the music. So good. <laughs> but yeah, that that's that's about all I have to say about the changes of. It versus previous Broadway shows. So next, we've got Accuracy versus Artistic License. So this, well, the first one's sort of like my own opinion. It's Burn. 
the song burn where eliza's like i'm erasing myself from the narrative it shows pretty cool because at first she's like i want to be part of the narrative and then she's like i'm erasing myself and then in the last song she's like i'm putting myself back into the narrative but in the song she says i'm gonna let future historians wonder how eliza reacted and i was wondering if the song was written this way because they actually did not have much information about Eliza's reaction to Hamilton cheating. And so they made a really cool song that shows Eliza's character development on it, but they didn't actually have very much, but it's totally possible that's not true. That's just sort of my own personal opinion. But overall, historically, Hamilton is a stretch in many places. It includes the general gist, but it does mix up some facts. Like Berg in the musical gets asked to help write the Federalist Papers, which helps show Burr's opinion on certain things, but in real life that did not happen. And Angelica was already married when she met Hamilton, but her being single was better for the plot, as Lin-Manuel Miranda said. So her relationship with Hamilton could be brought out more and sort of theatricized a little bit more because in the musical she was single. And then she also had a brother, which invalidates the plot of the song Satisfied because she says, like, I'm the oldest one, I have to do all of it, and so that's why I can't do this. But that's not true in real life. Even though there are so many different things, like, it is more accurate than some, like, is very much not the most inaccurate biographical work, and it has a lot of things that are true. And the way he changed things sometimes actually made it better. So, like, the cabinet battles, turning those into rap battles exposes some of the instability in the Washington administration because they're talking so fast and it shows like some of the the not exactly chaos but the sort of like craziness behind it which I think is really cool and then at the very beginning Hamilton says that he punched the burser which is mentioned in the song Aaron Burr sir depends who's asking hello sir sorry um and then he dropped out of college to meet his friends like Lafayette and stuff. And all of this works great for the story, but did not happen in real life and could not have happened in real life because Lafayette did not arrive from France. At that time, he arrived like a year later. And then the British controlled New York earlier than Hamilton would have gotten there. And so it's possible that he met Mulligan, Hercules Mulligan and John Lawrence, but it's highly unlikely that the four of them got together considering Lafayette wasn't in the country and all of that was kind of crazy. And a couple other things that were changed, the Schuyler sisters were not feminists, they were educated but not really progressive because in the songs they're like, yo, feminism, which I think is really cool and it's more modern but it did not happen in real life. And another thing that's more modern is Hamilton is portrayed as a very loud person when it comes to his opinions on slavery and how he's against it. But in real life, he was complicit and disagreed with slavery more than others, but he still had slaves and did not speak out against it. So he didn't like it, but he didn't do anything to stop it. So that's a little different. And then John Adams and Hamilton did not get along whatsoever like they do in the musical, but Hamilton had already resigned and could not have been fired by Adams. So it makes a better story for him to be fired, but that's not how it happened in real life. Hamilton did say mean things about Adams, and Adams did say mean things about Hamilton in real life. And so not only does it make up for a cool story, it's actually like historically accurate in that area. And the real Thomas Jefferson 
I know I'm sort of like bouncing around chronologically, but the real Thomas Jefferson was the opposite of the loud eccentric character played by Davy Diggs. He was quiet and reserved and thoughtful and he was very like down to earth and that kind of thing, which is not at all the character that Hamilton wrote. But in my opinion, I like the Hamilton character better than the real life one because he's more fun. But, you know, that's just my opinion. And then, speaking of opinions, we've got my opinions on some decisions that characters made next. Okay, so, first, the song Say No to This. So, this song is all about Hamilton cheating on his wife with Mariah Reynolds. It is interesting. One, I'm curious to whether Mariah Reynolds did it for the money or actually was trying to get away from her husband. Like, that that has confused me a little bit. And I just, I think, so the whole setup is really messed up, like Hamilton cheating and all of that. And he said that he needed to stay and work, but he ends up doing this. And so I just, I think Hamilton had his priorities a little messed up and pushed himself past his breaking point. And I'm not saying that to excuse him. I just think that he didn't have a way to cope with it. And that was his way to, cope with it which is really stupid and messed up but he he needed to go with Eliza and Angelica away for the summer and even if he didn't he needed to give himself a break because he didn't and that ended up getting him to that point which is really not good and then Eliza eventually forgives Hamilton after their son dies and I honestly think this is a little weird because in the Reynolds pamphlet, when Hamilton's like, I'm protecting my career, so I'm going to tell everyone I cheated on my wife in my own house. I disagree with that. I think he should have told his wife first and not told the entire world. Like, that's that's just crazy. But I don't think she should have done that. But anyways, Eliza forgives Hamilton eventually. And while I appreciate this, and I appreciate their bond, and Hamilton did change, I think it could have... So, like, I get why she forgave him. Because one mistake shouldn't, like, define a person for their entire life. Everyone deserves second chances. But he did mess up a whole lot with a whole bunch. And I'm sure in real life there was much more talking and debating and arguing than was shown. But I think there's a lot of nuances in history that Lin-Manuel Miranda captured a lot of them. But I don't think he can capture all of them. So, yeah, that that's just crazy. <laughs> and then... We go to Hamilton being shot by Burr in that duel. I do not like duels. Duels seem really stupid. Like, if you're gonna disagree with someone, just talk to them. Or be mad at them. Argue. Say mean things. Don't take their life just because of one disagreement. Like, really? How stupid are ya? It just really makes no sense. And like, Philip died. Hamilton died. Both around the same spot. Both in a duel because of a disagreement. And it's like... Hamilton, hmm, you gave your son the guns that he ended up dying by, hmm, and yet you still go to another duel. How does that make sense? It doesn't. It just doesn't. So, I'm sorry, I'm very strongly opinionated about that, because no wonder it's it's illegal now, because it should be, and it should have been then. <laughs> but Burr just, Burr became, like, mentally unstable, based on the musical, because he starts off just like, talk less, smile more. And, okay, I kind of understand that, but it's also, like, 
you can't please everyone and if you try to please everyone it's going to end up backfiring like it did because he ended up thinking that Hamilton did everything against him and was the cause of all of his problems and could not blame himself and face up to them which you know is character development and changes but still (laughs) he should have like coped. I think the biggest problem with a whole bunch of these characters is they didn't have support systems, coping skills, anything like that. They need to take like a good old break and chill because they did not. And then like Washington was forced into doing two presidential terms that he did not want to do either of them. So he served in the army, then he led an army, and then the whole world's like, yo, you should lead a country now. And He's like, but I just want to go back home and retire. They're like, no, you must lead. He's like, fine. And then he leads one, and he doesn't want to lead the other one. He really, really, really does not want to lead the next one. But he still does. And I think he should not have done that. He should have been like, yo, cool, thank you, appreciate the offer, but nah. Though that would change a whole bunch of history because that would mean everyone would only serve one term. And so there'd be a lot more political instability in our world. But still, he did not want to be there. Now, yet, like, sometimes in life you have to do things you don't want to do. But he led an entire army in battle. And his, like, the burden you have to take for all of that? Because you're in charge of so many people and so many people died. And that's just, that's just crazy. Like, that, that just, jeez, yo. <laughs> But I think think that's about it. Yeah. I got a lot of my information from the article, Why is Hamilton Making Musical History? For my segment on why is making musical history. And it's on a website called The Guardian. And an article on the World Treasures website called Hamilton the musical Five Truths and Five Lies is where I got some of the historical accuracy stuff, which if you want to know more, you should really check that out because it is some of the things that Lin-Manuel Miranda kept truthful versus lied about. They're not lied about, but changed. So that's really cool. And you should check it out. But yeah, that's about it. To sum it all up, we've got Hamilton breaking standards with the actors, the music, the politics, the musical style and the rhymes and the rap and all of that. Then we've got him, t- Lin-Manuel Miranda taking artistic license in some areas and changing things to make a more interesting story, but still keeping it close to historically accurate and as, as best as he can. And then all of the sort of controversial things, in my opinions, on decisions like burp, going crazy and Eliza and Hamilton's drama with him cheating and all of that. That's all for this episode. Next episode, I will be talking about my journey as a neurodivergent person and how to thrive with hyperfixations and special interests, how I use them to better my life, but don't let them take over my life. I hope you enjoyed the episode, learned something new, and had fun. This is Hyperfixation Nation, hosted by Blake. Goodbye, y'all!